new crew, NYC, in Brooklyn, still here. What up, what up, what up? It's your girl, Josina Anderson, host of The Crew. And today, we are going to do just a special reaction on Thursday Night Football. What is the status of the New York Jets after falling? to the Jaguars last night. Of course, a special guest on the other side to do this quick reacts with me, Brian Costello, the New York Post columnist for the Jets, been on the beat for a long time and knows the team inside and out. Before we get to that, as I tell you, as always, you can download the Odyssey app to find our podcast, The Crew, or to get it wherever you get your pods. Um, or you can go to the URL, thecrewnyc.com to catch us on YouTube right there, thecrewnyc.com. That URL, plug it into your search bar, will take you right to the page. You don't even have to search for it. But without further delay, let's get to the crew call. Brian, Brian, Brian. <laughs> Listen, I commend you for being here after a sloppy, rainy night at East Rutherford Med Life Stadium, where the conditions were bad and the game was not that great, at least not for the New York <laughs> the Jets. Jets on the other side as well. How are you doing this morning, Brian? A little tired, but all right, Josina. So, you know, the Jets keep it interesting. That uh, I'll say that. it was. Uh, I didn't have uh, Chris Strebler replacing Zach Wilson in December when, when the season began. I didn't have that on my bingo card. <laughs> well, listen, I, I got to tell you, you know, obviously the Jaguars won last night 19-3. to Zach Wilson, 9 for 18 for 92 yards with a QB rating of 41.9. Brian Costello, your boy, Chris Strebler, who you just mentioned, out of Minnesota and South Dakota, by the way, uh, in his third season with the uh, league. First with the Jets, 10 for 15 for 90 with the QB rating of 82.6. First of all, just quickly, your overall quick impressions of the overall game. Well, just the offense was horrible. Um, you know, the, the headline is Zach Wilson, of course, but they couldn't run the ball either. The running backs had 11 yards in the game. Just, you know, the offensive line was horrendous. Uh, they just, you know, they couldn't do anything offensively. And then on defense, they the Jaguars had them off balance in the first half. They get a 96-yard touchdown drive. I thought the defense settled down the second half, but, you know, it's hard to win when the offense only scores three points. And this is another game. The Jets defense gave up one touchdown and the Jets end up losing. Uh, it's just, it's happened too, too often recently. Well, here's the thing. Um, here's my thoughts. Yes. Obviously there was uh, points of struggle outside of Zach Wilson, but I tend to follow something that Jalen Ramsey said to me, not that I needed him to say that, uh, but I do believe it's true that everything is a domino effect off of the quarterback play, Brian. Yeah. And you can see the instant spark that they had when Chris Streveler came in. It lifted things because it introduced hope. And so when you go out there and you immediately have three and outs and the offense is moving, you can't convert on third down hardly ever. It dispirits the team and it has a cascading effect. Not that you shouldn't be able to have mental endurance regardless of the other aspects of the units of the team because you are professional and you're paid that way. But at the end of the day, they're human. It's a human condition out there. And uh, it's a, it's a game of energy. And when things feel off, it, it impacts other compartments. What do you think, Brian? Yeah, I think the confidence is shot 
for Zach Wilson and in Zach Wilson. Uh, you know, you talk, seeing him after the game, just seeing he looked different than after some of his other bad games. How he, so? How so? He just he after some of the other bad games, he, he was kind of defiant, still confident. This game, he he looked just like. He, he said, I'm searching for answers out there. He's mm. searching for confidence. Like he, his confidence is gone. And, you know, I think his teammates have no confidence in him right now. And I don't think this is about his off the field comments or, or anything like that. I think this is about his play. It, it, I just don't think they believe he can, they can win with him right now. And like you said, that, that filters through the whole team. And I think the defense is feeling that, uh, you know, these guys are, are, it's a pretty good defense and they're losing games because the offense can't score points. And the other thing Josina is when, you know, we've now seen Chris Strebler, we've now seen Mike white. We've now seen Joe Flacco and we saw Josh Johnson last year. Mm -hmm. Those four guys, the offense looks different with all of them. And I don't think Chris Strebler is the long-term answer that it was a gimmicky running, running offense, but you can't deny this offense looks better when Zach Wilson's not in there. And it's been like yeah. anyone else who comes in, the offense really looks better with them. So that's a problem. And uh, I don't know what the Jets do going forward with Zach Wilson. They obviously invested a lot in him, the number two pick. But he, um, he right now, he looks like a broken quarterback to me. You know, uh, I never like to say never on people. In general, it's not yeah. my life philosophy in terms of putting caps on people's potential. Um, but at the at the same time, in terms of reading the current tea leaves, if you were asking me today, um, I, I do think that he needs to be at least put aside. And yeah. But at the same time, it's a balancing act for Robert Sala because you have to keep his confidence up to a de to to the degree that you still need him pending the health. First of all, let's just talk about this season. Pending the health of Mike <laughs> yeah. White, so you've got that, and then not knowing how the free agent market Brian Costello is going to lay out, or where you're going to get help immediately or not, because as you know, with these free agents, it's their choice if they come right um so you don't know how that's going to spell out when you think about some of the quarterbacks that are going to be on the market whether it be daniel jones who's an unrestricted free agent whether it be taylor heineke whether it be geno smith whether it be jimmy garoppolo uh or if for some reason you can conduct some uh unforeseen trade out there or for some reason aaron Rodgers wants to move on and i talked about that when i was doing those reports outside of uh met life as far as how that could work if obj came there what have you won't necessarily go into all those details right now but the point is is that you at least got to manage that because you don't know if any of that is possible yeah. or if any of those quarterbacks want to come brian yeah i think you saw robert solid do that after the game Justina, right saying uh this isn't the last you'll see of him um he basically said oh it wasn't a benching it was i wanted to try to get the run game going with strevler so he's he's still protecting zach's feelings there and you're right it's there's we don't know what's going to happen but you know, to me, I think Zach needs to get away from football for a while. Um, you know, go lay on a beach somewhere, hopefully with no Jets fans around yelling at him, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and spend some time with his girlfriend and get away from football. Forget about football for a month and then get back at it in February. You know, it just he needs some time away from football. And I don't know if this can ever be fixed here, Justine. I agree with you about not saying never. And the guy you just mentioned, Geno Smith is the perfect example, right? Like mm -hmm. it, it didn't work here and it, it, it took years. And now Gino got his chance. And he's played well this year. He made the pro bowl. So um, I, I just don't know if Zach can, can make it work here with the jets. And the reason why I'm saying don't say never is not because I don't think that 
you know, he shouldn't be put aside. I do yeah. think he should be put aside. The reason why I say never say never is just because that's just my overall philosophy spiritually yeah. from the standpoint of, you know, whether it is to work here at a, at a later date, which I don't think is the case as of right now, or if it works somewhere else yonder, like you would have mentioned. But let me say this, Brian, I have no problem with uh, Robert Sala saying you haven't seen the last of uh, Zach Wilson. I saw some people on social trying to blow that up last night. Like, oh, you know, how can he say that or what have you? He has to say that. What is he going? He yeah. cannot. He cannot toss and condemn <laughs> Zach Wilson. Still potentially needing him. Still needing to keep potential uh, value up in the market out there next offseason. That that's called managing the macro situation relative to not knowing the health, relative to not knowing how you might need to deal with him as an asset in the future. Uh, not being on this team. You feel me on that, Brian? Yeah, I do. The only the the part I didn't like, Josina, yeah. was him kind of saying he didn't bench him. And mm. so I was about the run game. Like, mm. come on. Like, I think I think it's fair to say mm. he wasn't playing well. Yeah. I wanted to make a change. We thought Strevel gives us more. That I don't think destroys Zach's long-term confidence. Yeah. It shouldn't. Yeah, I have no problem with him saying you'll see him again and talking him up that way. I agree with you. I think he needs to manage the situation. And people have to remember. But Brian, is, is, it, is, it is it possible that he said that because he has – either one, some sort of clue of the scans on Mike White that he's still going to have to stick with Zach. And so therefore managing his psyche yeah. and and even if there's a 50% chance that Mike White can play and, and still don't know, again, looking ahead to having to manage his head because it is clearly in his head. And, and let me tell you, yeah. I did not love the body language at all from hardly anybody on that team from top to bottom last night. And it's very rare with the team that is so energetic that, yeah. you, that you i mean even what's her name connie said that on social last night <laughs> but they just look they look emotionless yeah. in the well, weather conditions didn't help but i think josina i think they were they were really gassed up coming out like they, they jets did a cool pregame. the lights were out they had green lasers all over the stadium remember <laughs> the jets have not had many primetime games right it's their first primetime game of the year it was a cool environment and mm. They were they were geeked up. They had the black uniforms on. They come out on third down. Quinn and Williams, his first game back from the calf injury, blows up the guard, strip yep. sack Trevor Lawrence. The Jets recover. They're on the 16. Here we go. Right? Yep. Here we go. This, this we is go. gonna be here we go. score. And then third down, Zach doesn't see Cisco coming off. He has no feel for the blitz. Cisco blows him up on third down. And they just have to kick a field goal. And I think that just sucked the life out of the building, Justine. And oh. then the Jaguars went on a long drive after that. Not the touchdown drive, but they went on a field goal drive. And it just felt like, felt like the he life was just kind of... He looks awkward. He looks awkward. Like, yeah. he just... Slow. He, it's his, slow. His swag is gone because, you know what? Some of that post uh college arrogance is knocked off of them as it should yeah, be because right. listen i've covered the nfl for 20 years i've seen players come in where they come in with this blue chip arrogance and then they have life happen to them you know knowing that they don't walk on water and then they have to have that personal and professional rebound and he and and, and listen I, I think obviously Salah intended for him to be deactivated even longer it's only the injury from mike white that forced him you know what i'm saying to have to um you know, to have to come back to, to QB one, but uh, Brian, have you, have you seen his lack of feel in the pocket? Was, has it always been this bad? Cause I don't want some every week. It's, it, it, I think it's gotten worse. Um, he looks scared now, Justine. I think he's scared to make a mistake. 
Mm, after you know, after too much. Yeah, and I think it's just it, it looks slow like he's processing slow so the ball when you watch mike white mike white is not joe montana but the ball comes out of his hand fast the offense moves there's rhythm there's no rhythm with zach and mm. the ball's not coming out it, it's slow and then when he sees something late he's making a, a you know a crazy throw that that is a 50 50 ball that could get intercepted so <laughs> can't be just, out there playing draw it up in the dirt ball yeah. okay we can't yeah. that's not gonna well, last brian no it's just what he's good at but you can't live like that in the nfl it, it just you just can't so i feel like you know even with uh and and, and i wanted to say this too because a uh, couple couple things I want to make points I want to make. One, I just feel like the Brees Hall injury is just such Huge. a big and, oh my God. It is just dismantling to the Jets, yeah. even in a situation where you're trying to live with Zach Wilson, Brian, because you cannot keep the defense honest. They're just in, you know, they're just sitting back there, tearing them apart because yep. they don't have they don't have a run game to have to respect. So so you have that. Secondly, let's go to this. People were talking about Joe Flacco. Why didn't he go to Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco? And here's my thing with Joe Flacco. You can tell me if you agree, Brian. Number one, let's go back to the game at Buffalo where the Jets were playing. Mike mm -hmm. White gets hurt. Ed Oliver blasts him. I, I believe it was Ed. And Joe Flacco comes in and immediately, what? Let's go of the ball. And I, I, I want to flashback. I don't even know if you remember this. It was Joe Flacco's. Last year in Denver is the second to last game of his career. I believe the game was a national game. They're playing the Kansas City Chiefs, Brian, and the Chiefs sacked Joe Flacco eight times. And he looked like he didn't yes. want to be there. And there was all these, all these close-ups on the sideline of Joe looking like he checked out. And what I saw with Joe Flacco when the Jets were in Buffalo was that same Face. And you know what? <laughs> I think the staff saw it too. And yeah. that is why they didn't go back to him because you and you needed to get you needed mobility from the cobat uh from the quarterback and you needed quick reactions. And that is and, and Joe Flacco, I don't think was gonna do that any better. Yeah, I agree with you, Josina. I think Flacco would have gotten killed last night. The offensive line was struggling, and like you said, there was no run game, so they were the, the Jaguars were just teeing off on the pass. And, you know, Strebler is not a long-term solution, right? Mm -hmm. But, you know, you put him in there and you run, you're basically running the old Tebow offense. You know, <laughs> it, it reminded me of Tebow, number 15 out there. Yeah. You're on the old Tebow Broncos offense. And if you haven't prepared for that offense, mm. it can get you. And Strebler had some big plays and some big runs. Mm -hmm. He couldn't get in the end zone. But, I, you know, it's, it's you know, teams adjust quickly to that. We saw that with Tebow. But if you, you, catch, him, you catch him off guard. So I thought it was fine that, that he went to Strebler. He added a dimension running the ball. Only thing Flacco's is, I felt working. like he should have gone to struggle just a, a little bit earlier. earlier. Half time. Yes. Half time. Yeah, he should have. Yeah. yeah, that yeah. was the only yeah. thing. But, 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 Brian, I completely, excuse me, understand him going to Zach. Uh, people, uh, because of the reasons that I just said, uh, with Mike White being hurt, he has to go to Zach. Joe Flacco was not going to be, it, it could have, it, okay, it, it, yeah. yes. not going to be the answer no, either. The answer. So now, now Justina, if Mike White is not available for Seattle next week, yeah, I think, sure. I think he will be, I, that was kind of what I heard all along was they were yeah. looking at Seattle, Yeah, but he's not available. I mm. do think you consider Flacco for this game because mm. I just Zach feels broken to me. Mm. Um, so maybe if if Flacco has a whole week to prepare, it's different. Mm. He doesn't have that look you described in Buffalo. 
But uh, oh, no, I, he's going to get that look again. <laughs> uh, who would I play next week? Seattle. Uh, well, okay. It would be yeah. different. So it's not a vicious guys, defense. Yeah. It's not mm-hmm. a vicious defense. But, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what you do if Mike White's not available for that game. I, I think they're they're counting on Mike White being available, but they can't control what the scans say, you know? It just sucks for Robert because I do believe that the initial plan was correct in terms of Mike White QB1, Joe Flacco QB2, and uh, and uh, Zach Wilson having to be on the side. You see what I'm saying? As far yeah. as just I, that was the right plan, and the injury forced this. Q, and then it it kind of makes it makes the coach look crazy, like he doesn't know. But I mean, this is a situation that is forced, you know, by injury. But let's get to this as a final yeah. topic, uh, Brian Costello, the front office. Let's talk about Joe Douglas and this quarterback situation because I saw a lot of people say, oh, Justin Fields, and how could they have made this pick with Zach Wilson? And let me tell you, when you go to the combine and these teams do these interviews with these players and they do these pro days, you know, that, that this is something that Mel Kuyper and I always used to talk about when I work at ESPN. You know, you have to have better discernment for a player's guts, you know, a football character, the ability yeah. to take press, you know, and all those things. And to me, I don't even watch college football. Let me tell you, Brian, I always feel like I do these five minute interviews with these guys at the combine when they come out of, uh, you know, the um, vignette shoots that they have to do. And even though I don't watch college, I, 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 and I, and I do obviously prepare for them when they come out of college coming into the NFL, I feel like I have a gra- my, my first reaction on them. When I first interview them within in those five minutes is usually spot on. It's yeah. usually spot on. <laughs> And I feel like these teams can't pick up on that. And I don't know if it's and I do think it's it's changing. I mean, we have a whole nother conversation about, you know, the NFL and black quarterbacks and the mobile court. I, I do think that that aspect has gotten better. But I, I, I do think in this situation, uh, beyond the arm that he showed at pro day, sometimes, you know, uh, these uh, and, and Elway had to go, you know, kind of change this up, too, as far as getting away from what you feel comfortable with and from what this prototype looks like or you think it should look like Brian Mm -hmm. yeah I would think the lessons of Lamar Jackson should hold right just you know like that look at that 2018 class and I covered that closely because I knew the Jets were picking a quarterback and they took Sam Darnold and everyone I talked to dismissed Lamar Jackson going Mm -hmm. into that draft Mm. and and then the Ravens take them and they built an offense around them you yeah. know they 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 they're not running the standard offense, but and he won wins MVP, and they they've had great success with Lamar Jackson. So, I look at that and say, you know, I would build an offense around Justin Fields that suits what he does. Maybe he's not the most accurate quarterback going, and that's what you know I heard in that draft was they were concerned about accuracy with Fields. But yeah, they, they, Joe Douglas uh, has to answer, you know, for this. He he, this was a critical, critical, critical pick. The Jets. Justina now have had two quarterbacks taken in the top three within three years of each other, and neither one of them look very good. And that is brutal. The history is longer than that, Brian. We're going back to yeah, Bryce you know, Petty. Yeah, uh, but I'm just, going, I'm just going like you know, yeah, you can go Hackenberg, you can go Hackenberg. You know, yeah, you can do all that. But I mean, <laughs> to, to take to take guys in later rounds and they don't work out. This is the number two pick and the number three pick, and you blew it. And that is devastating for a franchise. And that has set the Jets back so far. Now, Joe Douglas had a great draft this year. Sauce yeah. Gardner, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, those guys look like studs. So, oh, all of them. Know, that buys him some time and buys him some equity, I think. But 
it's uh it's not oh, good. Oh, and by the way, good. what up with these Jets fans, okay, that are like get rid of Sala. We don't I mean like yeah, uh, yeah. first of all, everybody yeah. in Jets uh land needs to calm down. How I don't know if you have the number on the top of your head and, and I certainly don't. Yeah. I don't know how many coaches they've gone through over the last whatever, but you know, this constant mania with get rid of the co- is not yeah, helping not you no. all. At and Sala Salah's done a great job. He's changed the culture in the building. Like, you know, this, this isn't the same old Jets, which people are going to say right now, yeah. but it's not. And uh, his defense, they, he's built a solid defense. He, they, they are missing one position, and it just happens yeah. to be the most important position in all of sports. <laughs> uh-huh. So if yep. you don't have that, you don't have much in football, and they got to figure that out. But he, he's done a great job turning things around, and Douglas has added talent to the roster too. So they they're in a better place right now than they were, you know, two years ago. But um, that being said, you know, going into his third year next year, just seeing that, I think there's going to be more pressure on Robert to get to the playoffs. I think this year it would have been a surprise and, and everything, I think. But I do think next year there's going to be, you know, there's going to be some pressure on him. There will be pressure pending what the quarterback situation is, which is not all up to Robert, no. right? No, right? it's not. No, <laughs> nope, it's not. And I think – you know, we'll see if Jimmy G ends up here, Justina, because then I think you know Robert got his way. Because I think Robert loves Jimmy Garoppolo from their time. But, in but the thing is, Jimmy gonna have suitors in multiple, including San Fran. You know, and and I don't think you can go off. Of, so, is there anybody else that you think could be suitable, Brian? You know, I'm curious to see what happens with Derek Carr, Justina. You probably have more insight mm-hmm. than I do on that situation. Mm-hmm. Does he end up? Does Vegas cut him? I think they have a. I love Derek Carr. I'm yeah. a Derek Carr fan. You know, I just feel I I feel like, you know, it is so rare to have the Michael Jordans and the Kobe Bryants when it comes to being able to maintain the same level of mental fortitude regardless yeah. of situation you know you it, it, it that is i mean and 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 i and i feel like someone could do a whole deep dive on body language because the amount of times that i or the amount of players and i think it's over 90 percent in in professional sports nfl what have you that get dejected when things are not going their way <laughs> it's just a different breed and i yeah. you know i i I don't know. I'm, my mindset, my mindset person, I'm like a struggler. I, if when, when I was playing, I'm always going to be up, 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 up. And you, you're going to have to kill me until the last second before I'm going to concede anything to you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But, um, but uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see. I, I do know this just to answer your question and we'll go out on this is that I do know when Derek Carr came to the Raiders that, you know, McDaniels went out of his way to make sure he took care of him early, personally calling him. They made sure they he 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 knew that they were going to take care of him with that extension because he yeah. wanted Derek Carr to know that he is the guy. However, you know, uh, if things start to teeter uh, for Josh McDaniels, um, obviously things can change for his tenure next year. Yeah, I don't but- know what the situation is with the quarterback now, but either of those two quarterbacks, I feel like probably uh, would be your best chance. Like they, they would have to do whatever they could. And you know, it would be a, a next great pod Brian is having, and I actually tried to call him, you know, to jump on here uh, today would be for, um, Joel Corey to come on and really just kind of break down, you know, the cap situation and everything that they could or could not do relative to, you know, achieving those goals. Yeah. I think they can do a lot. Just, you know, I'm not sure they can do Aaron Rodgers. I know that's the one people talk about, like his numbers insane, right. His cap number. But, um, 
yeah, I, I think they could. They, I think they can move some things around and, and make it work with Garoppolo or Carr or someone of that ilk. And I, you know, and I don't know what you do with Mike White too. Uh, you know, the, the Mike White certainly played well. Um, do, do you ride with him and sign him? He's a free agent. Do you sign him to a contract? And what the heck does that contract look like? Because well, here's you know. a, here's a th- here, really quickly. Here's the thing with Aaron. I think I can say it really is that um, I know his option. They if 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 it gets picked up. Um, by the start of the new league year until I believe the very first day before the regular season, um, which most likely it will, because that's how you would be able to prorate uh, right. the, the money on his right. deal. Um, then you can prorate it over the, the, okay, the, so it the contract. Right. And so what that ends up doing is uh, it brings the... I believe it brings APY down to 14 to 15. I literally, I have this on my Twitter. If someone wants to go look at it, it's my second report (laughs) from MetLife when I'm in my brown coat uh, talking about (laughs) OBJ. I broke down the numbers there. But I believe when it's prorated, it does bring it down to like 14 or 15, you know, for uh, the year. So it's possible. What's more difficult is, I I mean, it's possible relative to that number. I don't know if the number yeah, but but my point but my point is with 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 that is it's really more about uh, if one if Aaron Rodgers wants to do that, yes, and Green Bay would would concede. So that's that's the issue. <laughs> yeah, well, and also does does Aaron Rod- would Aaron Rodgers want to go from Matt Lafleur to Mike Lafleur? I don't know. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if he. Re- I mean, I really feel like his guy was Nathaniel Hackett. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but I think it Look. would be good to have some familiarity. Would he prefer that over the New York Giants? I mean, yeah. you know. I feel like there's a certain former number 13 in New York who would love to, you know, pull him away from Green Bay and get him over to the Giants if he had yeah. his wishes. Uh, but go ahead, Brian, you get the yeah. final word here. No, I mean it's going to be a fascinating offseason with the quarterback, and I can't believe we're here again, Justina, with the Jets <laughs> and quarterbacks. Like when you when your team when your team selects someone number two overall, you're like, all right, I got. I got five or six years where I don't have to even think about the quarterback at least. And I've now had Sam Darnold and Zach Wilson not pan out. So it's going to be fascinating. Do you think Justin would have been the guy? Do you think what? Justin Fields. They they did not. They were not big on Fields. So they they loved Zach. I, I didn't really think there was anyone else that they were considering, you know, from from January on. I mean, I think it was Sam Darnold or Zach Wilson. I think that was their decision. Do we stick with Sam? Or do we draft Zach Wilson? That, that to me was the decision for them. You gotta be able to find the players when you talk to them and you're in their presence that have the inner alpha dog, not just from how yeah. they uh, be you, because you can be quiet and still have the inner alpha dog. You know what I mean? And you don't. And that's not necessarily being a rah rah, but just in terms of that 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 drive, just that that oomph, you know what I'm yeah. saying? That that yeah, mambo mentality, whatever it is. And I'm not sure that being around Zach, that I would have had that feeling, you know, in any meetings that I was with him. Um, not to say he doesn't have the physical tools uh, and he can't get better mechanically, um, but uh, I, I do feel like he has to go through a strong evolution of life, some different shedding of layers before, you know, he ha- would have the possibility of attaining that. But listen, Brian, I appreciate you coming on. I know that Robert Sala is getting ready to talk at yep. 11 a.m. So that's going to be interesting. We'll all listen to that. I'll be watching your tweets. Thank you for hopping <laughs> on the crew and we will see you next time, Brian. Thank you, Justina. Thanks for having me on. All right. You're welcome.